This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back for another episode of The Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance Descott. This is a very exciting series. It doesn't matter if you're a Blues fan. It doesn't matter if you're a Bruins fan. It doesn't matter if you love hockey as a whole. It's an exciting series to watch. Both of these teams want this badly. Both of these teams have good coaching. The Bruins and the Blues have good goaltending. They're physical teams. They have guys that can score when they need to. To be honest, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Blues podcast. This is just a great series. After the Blues won game four, four to two, they were looking to take a lead three to two in this game, game five, headed back to Boston. And I'm going to tell you what, I know that Jordan Bennington is letting some bad goals, some soft goals this series, but did he ever stand up big in game five? Just an awesome performance by Bennington. A great performance by the Blues defense. And like I said, it all got started in the first period on a huge save by Jordan Bennington. Down behind for Johansson to connect back to McAvoy. McAvoy sent it there, not cross again. Here's Krejci side of the net. Now for Krugan front. Oh, and a shot there by Coyle was turned aside by Bennington. In my mind, Jordan Bennington had his best period of the whole playoffs in this first period of Game 5. He stopped 17 of 17 shots. Boston outshot the Blues 17 to 8. Boston definitely put the pedal to the metal and tried to get out to a quick lead in this game, but it just wasn't meant to be. Heading into the second period, the only thing the Blues need to do is cut down on quality shots because Boston had a ton, and like I said, Jordan Bennington just stood on his head. I thought from the beginning of this game, with the way the game was being played, the team that got the first goal is going to have probably a 90% chance of winning this game, and that team would be the Blues 55 seconds into the second period, the guy that the Buffalo Sabres didn't want, the guy that Buffalo Sabres fans said was spoiled, the guy that Buffalo Sabres fans said that Sabotka and Thompson and Berglund were a huge upgrade from Ryan O'Reilly. He gets the goal, and he has proven to be a leader. He has proven to be a hard worker, and this man is going to win some offseason awards. It is battled for by Perron, and on to the back. Sent around behind Zach Sanford there. Got one in front. Score! The Blues have connected. It's Ryan O'Reilly on a feed from Sanford, and it's one nothing. Ryan O'Reilly smoking hot. His third goal in three and two games. But how about Zach Sanford put on this line before game four? This is his third assist in three games. Through the legs out front. Patient from O'Reilly. He puts it up and over Charlie McAvoy. Once you have a goaltender down, you got to move the puck laterally, and that's what O'Reilly does. Forehand, backhand, shovel over the glove. Great cycle. You know, Ryan O'Reilly got this quick goal early in the second period, but just as in game four, the guy that worked hard to get the puck, guess who? Zach Sanford. Zach Sanford is such a hard worker. He don't mind fight for that puck behind the net. He don't mind mucking it up, and he's got some skill. 
gets the puck right to Ryan O'Reilly, who's streaking into the net, puts it over the glove of Tuka Rask, and the Blues take a one to nothing lead. That goal by Ryan O'Reilly, it would be a sixth of the playoffs. Sanford gets his third assist. Petrangelo gets his 14th assist. A very physical second period. Boston outshot the Blues 8-6, to six, but it was nice to see the Blues cut down on that shot total from the 17 in the first period. They played defensively much better. They took the man out. They didn't let Boston cycle the puck too much. As soon as the guy got a puck, guys were on him contesting that puck, and it was so nice to see. Going into the third period, can the Blues hold on to the lead? Can they add to the lead? 10 minutes, 36 seconds into the third. David Perron on a beautiful goal makes it two to nothing blues. Back and clipping down to the ice and shaking up on the play. Slow to get up is Achari. Meanwhile, it is Perron trying to feed one in front. They score! It is Perron who has gotten the second goal of the game. Achari shaken up. Out of all of the confusion down on the ice, fans are throwing stuff on the ice now and are being shown a replay of Achari tumbling down. Well, Bozak takes the legs out from under Dolachari. And he turns, looks back at the referee, play continues, and then it is the scoring of the goal. A fortunate bounce for David Perron. This puck goes in, uh, goes off of Tori Krug. It goes right back to him and then off the pad of Tuka Rask. And again, the reason that the official did not blow the play dead is because St. Louis had possession of the puck in the offensive zone. Now, I know Boston fans out there are going to tell you, no matter what, that whistle should have been blown. Acharya was hurt. He was in danger, blah, 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 blah. The rule book specifically states, if you have an injury and you do not have control of the puck, the whistle will not be blown. It's not going to happen. The rule book is written that way for a reason. That goal by Perron just kind of slid in. He put it to the net. To me, it was beautiful because it just kind of walked into the net. Perron gets his seventh goal of the playoffs. O'Reilly gets his 14th assist. Bozak gets his eighth assist. The Blues are up two to nothing, 10 minutes, 36 seconds in. Now, the Blues kind of had a little bit of a lull for a couple minutes. They didn't play like they'd been playing in the second period, especially. And that allowed Jake DeBrusque to get his fourth goal of the playoffs and to get Boston back in this game at two to one. Now, just making the game just way too difficult. Sunquist's going to get a penalty here. Kruger crossing the drive. Score! It's DeBrusque on the delayed call to make it 2-1. to one. Trying to see if Tory Krug is bleeding here. If it's only a two-minute penalty, then there would be no penalty. They scored with the delayed call, but if there is... They could go on the power play, but it's only going to be... It's only going to be a two-minute penalty, but Jake DeBrusk on the board after Tory Krug takes a high stick from Oscar Sundquist. Defenseman getting involved, taking a chance. Krug stays with it, and it puts it right in the wheelhouse of Jake DeBrusk. And now the Bruins have life and some momentum. This goal was in result to the Blues not giving enough effort. Boston gets it in after the delayed call against Sundquist. Krug takes a shot, puts it past Jordan Bennington, and I'm sure Bennington would like to have that puck back. You could tell he was really ticked off that he let it in. But man, Bennington has had a great, great game. It's 2-1, to one, and that's the way this game would end. 
It got kind of scary there at the end because I believe with about a minute and a half or so, a minute 35 left, Jordan Bennington had to make a great save. The Bruins were just milling around the net. The puck was in the crease, and he just did a great job of keeping the puck out of the net. This game's MVP, in my mind, is Jordan Bennington by far. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. Shots on goal. The Bruins outshot the Blues 39-21. to The Blues won the faceoff battle 59% to 41%. Bruins were 0-3 for 3 on the power play. The Blues were 0-1. for 1. The Bruins outhit the Blues 43-34. to 34. Blocks were even at 15. And the Blues had 7 giveaways to the Bruins 4. Let's head to the post-game interviews. We're going to hear from Coach Craig Berube, Jordan Bennington, the player of the game, Ryan O'Reilly, and Zach Sanford, who had a great game in this Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals. We'll start uh, front right, Coach. Craig, uh, Bruce Cassidy said that uh, your comments on the officiating changed the uh, narrative of the series and also said the not calling a penalty on uh, Bozak was an egregious error by the officiating crew. Your thoughts on that? Um, that my comments changed? <laughs> I don't agree with it, but it doesn't matter. Um, I'm not here to judge your officials and calls that could have been or couldn't have been. They go both ways. I mean, there's calls the other way that uh, could have been called and they weren't. So I don't know what to say about that. I really don't want to say anything about it. Right side, third row. Craig, it looks like this team plays a lot like you did as a player, where you want to finish the check, even if it's, even if it's borderline sometimes, where there's going to be a penalty there, but you, it takes a toll on the opponent. How much do you see that in your team? Are you okay sometimes with Alex Dean taking a body on David Krejci in a neutral zone? That's an interference penalty. And kind of being able to kind of toe that line like your team does? We play a hard game. We're, we're a physical team. We've, we forecheck hard. Um, <clears throat> I'll say it again. We're the least penalized team in the playoffs. End of story. I don't need to talk about any more about it. Right side, fourth row. Craig, uh, Jordan Bennington has had a lot of big moments in his short NHL career. Was this as good as you've seen him play? And just the job that he did weathering that storm in the first. Yeah, he was excellent all game um, and did a great job in the first period for sure. They came hard, Boston. Um, you know, we were, we were tested in the first for sure. And Binner, Binner stood tall. You know, big uh, big reason we won the game. Left side, third row, Sergey. Coach, you've been around the game obviously a long time. Um, know what toughness is. Did Char's mere presence out there kind of remind people what what it takes to win at this level? What toughness is? What a hockey player looks like? Yeah, um, you know. He's, he's, you guys all know how, how tough and, and how warrior mentality Chara has. So him playing tonight uh, just shows it, you know, broken jaw or whatever he's got and out there playing. Um, you know, it's obviously I think it gave their team momentum in the first period for sure, having him out there. So, but, um, you know, our team hung in there and, and um, we pulled out a gutsy win. That's the way I look at it. Our team was gutsy tonight. Our goalie was good, and our team was gutsy. Right side, second row. Craig, you weathered that storm of the first period, and then you get that early goal in the second to maybe kind of settle things down. Important to get that 
starting to get that secondary scoring and just talk about how Zach Sanford is just making an impact on that line. Yeah, he is for sure. I think um, since, you know, we moved them there, that, that line's been scoring. So it, it's been good. Um, I thought they were very good tonight, that line overall. And, um, you know, he's been a real good player since he's been come back in. Left side, second row, Dan. Uh, Craig, what are, what are you seeing that might be different from Ryan O'Reilly in the past two games as opposed to the previous 16 or 17 when um, he couldn't score? Yeah, I think um, he looks more, he looks energized to me a little bit more, more jump in his stride out there. Um, and he's finishing, you know, I think that's, you know, he's he gets chances all the time, but <clears throat> I think that he's finishing right now. and. I think with um, since we moved Zach Sanford there, that line's had some chemistry, which helps too. Back right, Jeremy. Craig, uh, Jordan Tider broke a couple more rookie records. Uh, some of these records he's passing around Hextall. You would have been teammates with him at the time. I know they're two completely different goalies, but do you see any similarities just in the approach or anything how they uh, approach the game? Well, they're different. Uh, they're they're a lot. They're different uh, people for sure. <laughs> Hexy was. Uh, <laughs> So I, I, I can't compare them that way, but, you know, just I could compare, though, um, you know, just the outstanding play from a rookie goalie, you know, in the National Hockey League in the playoffs. You know, I think uh, I was part of that team um, back then with with Ron Hextall as, the, as our goalie. And um, now seeing Benner, you know, takes a different approach to the game, but uh, getting the same results. We'll do two more questions. Front right, Jim. Craig, is, is, is uh, Sanford back in the lineup if Sunquist doesn't get that suspension? And also, what does this play say about the importance of staying ready? <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I get, he got back in there. But, I mean, that, I mean, he could have got back in there. Who knows, like, how things go. But um, the importance of staying ready is, is um, huge. And that's a lot of it. That's on him uh, working hard. You know, our guys that our strength coaches and our assistant, our coaching, coaching staff, keeping guys ready, working them, you know, and uh, he's jumped in there and he's been great. Um, looks strong, fresh, you know, skating well. So uh, that's good on him and good on our staff. We'll do one more right side, fourth row. Craig, what does it feel like to be one win away from a Stanley Cup? Um, well, I don't think it feels any different than the other, like, you know, coming into game five for me personally. Um, we got we got a big job ahead of us still. That's the way I look at it. Um, I, you know, and I, I hope our team looks at it that way. We're going to get, you know, a, a real good Boston Bruins team again. I thought they were really good tonight. And, you know, I said we, we got it a win out, which is great. But um, we're, we're going to get, you know, a great performance from them. And uh, we, we need to be good. We need to be ready. One, how did you survive that uh, early push by Boston? And two, how does it feel to be uh, one one away from the cup? Um, you know, we knew they were going to come hard, and uh, the first period was huge. And we just battled it out, and, you know, we trusted each other and uh, stayed with it. And, um, you know, got better as the game went on. And, uh, yeah, we were one game away. So, um, you know, that first period's huge. So we got to prepare and, you know, stay composed and uh, be disciplined. Um, yeah, well, I think it was obviously this guy right here, Binner, I think played unbelievable in that first when we didn't really have our legs and we were kind of caught on our heels a bit. And, you know, we were able to get through when they had some, obviously, some really great A chances, made some huge saves, and we just hung on. Obviously, it was huge uh, to come into the second and respond to kind of get a little momentum our way.
Right side, third row, Steven. Ryan, Craig Bruby as a player was a lot like this. He, he took a lot of penalties, but also played such a tough, hard-nosed game. How much are you, are you guys a reflection of, of what he was as a player and as a coach? And, and Zach, how much do you guys really want to finish every check, even if it sometimes is high or, or, or borderline? Um, yeah, I think from the day, you know, first day Chief came in and kind of took over, it was, you know, getting us to play hard. He wanted us hard on every play. and. I think with the personnel that we have, you know, if we're doing that, you know, things are going to be, you know, more often than not, we're going to put ourselves in a good spot. And, you know, I, I think that helped us find an identity early in this or when the change happened and, you know, help us grew into, you know, being more consistent with that, you know, hard nose, you know, playing, being tough to play against. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely think that's become our identity. And, um, you know, we've, we've done a pretty good job of, uh, you know, finding that fine line and, and, when we can play on that line and you know stay uh, disciplined too, that's that's what makes us most successful. Front left, Mike. Uh, Jordan, what what's it been been the key for you to go into these hostile environments? And it started in the first round against Winnipeg, and you're just so calm, cool, and collected. Uh, you almost feed off the crowd trying to mock you. Yeah, um, you know the rest is just noise, and I just want to play hard for uh, my teammates and. Um, just do my job, and that's what I try and focus on, and uh, you know, let the rest take care of itself. Back left, Jeremy. Jordan, a bunch of guys, your teammates in the back, saying that might have been your best game. Obviously, there's a long list of games. Do you feel like that was your best, considering the circumstances? Uh, I don't really keep tabs. Um, you know, I felt good tonight, and the boys battled hard, and uh, you know, it's a big win. So, uh, hopefully, we can carry that momentum into next game. Right side, third row, Benjamin. Uh, Zach, wanted to ask you just the idea of everybody on this team contributing. I mean, you weren't even in some of the games early in the series. Now you're a huge part of it. Can you just describe the whole team aspect of this? Um, yeah, I mean, our, our depth's been key for us all year. And, um, you know, it starts with the top guys and goes all the way down, you know, all the way through the D, all the way back to the back end. And, um, you know, we can keep it five on five and, and roll four lines like that. You know, we're uh, we're pretty tough to play with, especially when we're playing physical and playing hard like that. And um, you know, like I said before, that's what makes us successful. Left side standing up. Yep. Zach, what's yeah? What has this been like for you as a local kid? And then Ryan or Jordan, could you talk about the impact that he's made since he's been in? Uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. I mean, um, it was it's a fun ride when you're. You know, part of the team, and then to get in some games is is pretty awesome. But um, you know, at the same time, it's been all business, and um, you know, we're just looking forward to the next game. Um, yeah, I think you know, since he's been in, he's made an impact. Um, as you can see, not only on the the score sheet with you know making big plays and getting points, but you know, just overall, you know, wearing teams down. It's being physical at the right time, or or making plays and having that puck possession, he's you know he's been a huge piece and and finding a way for us to you know create against this team. We'll do a few more uh, front left. Hey Jordan, were you aware of where the puck was when Krejci tried to tuck it in, and what were you thinking during that long uh, review? Uh, yeah, it was the wraparound, right? Uh, yeah, you know I just got to the post and. Uh, Try to hold my ground there, and you know, I don't know. He was aggressive play, right? It's playoffs. He's going to try and score, and uh, you know, I, I was pretty confident that it wasn't going to count, and uh, move it on. Two more questions, right, right side, second row. Zach, you guys 
you weathered that storm in the first period and you score early to kind of maybe calm things down there. Just take us through the goal. Is Ryan calling for the, I mean, you've got your back to the goal. Is he calling for the puck there? And for Ryan, why have you been able to develop chemistry with him? Is there anything that really stands out? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it started with an awesome play by uh, Perron there to, to hold the puck and keep that alive while we finished the change. And, um, you know, I think we're always talking on the ice, you know, or eyes let me know where he is. Same thing with DP. And, um, you know, I was just able to find him there, and it was a pretty sweet finish by him. Um, yeah, I think uh, earlier in the year, I think we had a lot of success together. I think at times we showed great chemistry, and you can see when we, we get the puck, you know, before check well and get the puck back, you know, these guys are making great plays and possessing it. And just like on that goal, uh, you know, I'm coming in late, but these guys are, are working, protecting the puck. And then obviously he's got outstanding vision that's able to find it and we're able to put it in. But, you know, we're just, uh, we work well together, you know, from earlier in the year, we find a way to, you know, we all kind of complement each other well. Last question, second row. Zach, um, was this your first ga NHL game on this ice surface? And if you could, did, did you allow yourself to think what your dad might think about you coming up big in such an important game? Um, yeah, it was my first game here. Um, yeah, you know, it's, I think about him a lot, you know, every day, every game, every practice even. It's, uh, you know, it's been a little different not having him, but, um, you know, I know he's watching. He's, he's definitely pretty psyched up there. and. Um, you know, my whole family's been with me for this whole ride too. So, it's uh, you know, it's been awesome to have them and my teammates and my friends and and everyone along for this ride. It's so nice to see someone like Zach Sanford have good things happen to him. He works hard, he does what he needs to do, and he's become a pretty well-rounded third or fourth line guy. Those type of guys, you know, have to work hard to get in the NHL because there are a ton of those guys. There are guys out there in the minor leagues that could probably play on somebody's fourth line, but they do not get a lot of exposure. And it's nice to see Zach, who came over from the Capitals in that trade for Shattenkirk. It's just nice to see him accomplish what he's accomplished with some of the things that he's went through. This win is because of Jordan Bennington. He kept the Blues in this game in the first period when the Blues needed him to. Boston came out hard. Boston came out just very physical finishing all of their checks. I don't think that I've seen a single check in the first period that Boston did not follow through on. They were very physical, and that led to those 17 shots and opportunities. And if not for Jordan Bennington, this game could have been 3 to nothing, 4 to nothing in the first period, and we're talking about a much different result. As it is, if the Blues continue to play like they did in this game and like they did in the previous game in Game 4, Good things are going to happen. Now, a lot of people are going to be saying that the team is going to win the next game in St. Louis, the sixth game of the series, and that would be awesome. I really want them to finish this out in St. Louis. I don't want them celebrating the Stanley Cup in Boston. But I'm going to tell you one thing, especially after the comments that Bruce Cassidy has said about the officiating and how bad it's been, and because Barube said something about the officiating, that now all of a sudden the officials are calling it for the Blues. That's ridiculous. As Craig Berube lightly mentioned on, I've seen a ton of penalties that could be called against Boston. A lot of elbows to the head, a lot of cross-checking, tripping. It's just crazy. It goes both ways, especially in this series. I've seen calls the Blues should have gotten that they didn't. I've seen calls Boston should have gotten that they didn't. As long as a referee officiates a game equally, I've got no issues with it. 
The key again in game six is strong goaltending, no penalties, no stupid mistakes, and not many turnovers. And I think the Blues have a good chance to win. If it's a higher scoring game, I hate to say it, but I'm going to have to give Boston the edge in a game six and a higher scoring game, such as a five to four, six to five, four to three. If it's a low scoring game, that type of game the Blues really thrive on. With that being said, I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time, let's go Blues! Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Drop Podcast. To get more of the Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.